The boil was good. I just remembered that. You like that. Yeah, Th- we that went to this um, Louisiana crawfish boil place. And where that was, was cool. that? It was, uh, what was that neighborhood? Bowery? Yeah, it was on the Bowery. Yeah, it was good. That was actually really good. Like he, So Rob and I have both spent a ton of time in New Orleans. So New Orleans food is a, a rare delight that you can't get usually because there's maybe three places in the country that can do it that aren't New Orleans proper. So it's I, nice. I haven't. I haven't found a single place in the greater Boston area that can make like normal New Orleans food. Just like average. Dude, it's a fucking challenge. So, Even in like Mississippi, it's a it like you have to hunt for it. And it's like you guys are next door. How did this not transfer <laughs> over even like like clearly like deep south food's great and all, but that's fucking that's better. Just just do that. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to like hunt it out. Like Houston has a little bit too. They have a different sort of New Orleans flavor, but they they do some of it. But yeah, it was it was cool to actually get New Orleans food again. And do like the nice. full-on crawfish boil. Oh, it's good as fuck. Yeah, I was telling Brett, like, this is some real Florida hours right here. <laughs> I was telling Brett, like, I love crawdads. Like, they they taste great. You know, you rip them apart, suck the juices and the eyeballs out of their head. Yeah. Lick the seasoning, and then you just mm-hmm. sort of eat the tail. It's a little bit at a time, but, you know, it keeps you busy. When I was a kid, though, <laughs> I had a pet crawdad. So every single time it, it reminds me. So, so what happened is like, it was like one of my first pets. And like, I think we got, I think we literally got some like shitty $21 plastic aquarium uh, from like a church bingo night. And, and so my dad, who didn't really give a shit about that, was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, you want goldfish or something? Let's go to the pet store. And so we went to the aquarium store and we'd get like an, an, what do they call them? A, an angelfish. We got. There's like a beta. Yeah, like like one of the ones that don't fight, but basically look like betas. And then we got like a uh, algae eater and one of those like bottom feeder things, and then a crawdad, and sort of put him in the aquarium. And he's like, "Look, it's now we don't have to go to the Everglades, so don't ask me on Saturday." <laughs> and we, you know, went back to the den, and I thought it was a pretty cool pet, and I named them all, and then I went to bed on the first night. And let's just say that uh, not all of the fish returned that first morning. (laughs) There was just a murky haze in there. And I was like, what happened? And my dad, uh, old Milwaukee in hand, went, I guess we know why they call them angelfish. (laughs) Because we knew which one was missing. Fuck. Right? And so it's like, well, that's, I mean, that's upsetting but this is the one aquarium we have and let's just put this past us you know i don't know <laughs> if maybe the beta attacked it or whatever it wasn't the beta because night two the beta is now gone <laughs> <laughs> there's the, a serial killer amongst the, us. <laughs> the, it's my favorite agatha christie novel it, there, is now, there is now an extremely murky aquarium because no one's cleaning this. <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a murder on the aquarium express an algae eater <laughs> And one crawdad, which my dad <laughs> has now named King. <laughs> this is a hundred percent true. Okay, so we're like, well, I'm going. Won't he eat? He's like, nah. The algae eater. Look, they eat the algae. They climb up the sides. Crawdads on on the bottom, right? Okay. Sure. You know what? So we go to bed. You know exactly what's happened here, right? Yeah. Now that there's all this space in the tank for the crawdad, we see that he can kind of propel himself. I'm assuming the gender. Because of its violence. It might be a she. I don't know. It could be a queen crawdad. But we see that he can propel himself through the air by like jutting backwards with his tail. So that's a real problem for fish. 
So now I just have a tank with one crawdad in it. And this is very disappointing <laughs> to bas- basically everyone. Viscera. Now, I love I love this crawdad. This is like my first pet. So like I, I do want to see him happy, and I'm sad that we fucked up and put him in this position. So I'm not going to make that mistake, but I don't want him to be lonely. So I pitched my dad an idea that he immediately agrees with, which is, why don't we get King Crawdad friends? <laughs> so we go back and we buy five more crawdads. And we put them in the tank. Now they you won't created be, a battle royale situation. We won't be lonely anymore. Okay? <laughs> now they'll have friends. After the first night, there are five husks of crawdads <laughs> on the bottom. And King Crawdad, using his eight tiny little arms, is just feasting perpetually. (laughs) So now this is clearly, no one can deny what's going on. My dad started buying, like, we got a, first of all, we got a bigger tank. And then we got, we started buying these, like, shark fish, like freshwater sharks. We started buying poisonous fish. And it just became a battle royale where we'd feed things into the thresher and the crawdad would climb up <laughs> grab it and then use its oh little legs God. to peel its carcass apart <laughs> it, it really shit. looked like the elephant graveyard at the bottom of the ocean in that aquarium and it continued that way with king crawdad going undefeated until his natural death and then my dad ate him so that's the circle of life in florida <laughs> not Holy one part shit. of that was false <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd only heard about you eating a pet crawdad. I didn't know about the rest of it. Oh, now you know. Rest in peace. There's no way that didn't permanently affect your psychology. Impossible to know. Anyway, uh, let's continue on with my dumb podcast about socialism, where I hate books. <laughs> Welcome, Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Real Notes Board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. This is Mason at Zizek Thotty. We all made it to another week. You know that means consuming <laughs> content. It scratches an itch that really you don't have, and it doesn't really scratch it. So anyway, <laughs> here we all are. We're doing yeah. it. You're doing it. Um, <laughs> soon we'll all be dead. None of this will matter. So, Brett, how was your uh, New York experience? You've sold out the middle of the country and become a coastal elite. Not yet, but I'm on my way. All right. So, well. you're moving to New York, right? Yep. That's, that's what's happening. Yep. That is what is happening. So, we're looking for apartments, which has been fun. Uh, I dragged Rob all over lower Manhattan and then most of Brooklyn at this point. Like, we walked it over the last few days difficult and then seeing all the different neighborhoods and where they are and aren't being gentrified is fun (laughs) so one of the neighborhoods we visited that i did enjoy uh well first we started with chinatown which was fun i fucking love chinatown chinatown rules number one neighborhood nyc chinatown any city is always one of the best nyc it's really cool because well like the queen's chinatown in jamaica is just great but the manhattan one's interesting 
because it's like one of the few working class like family neighborhoods still in lower Manhattan and it exists that way because the realtors and agents just cannot get in there like the local <laughs> Chinese community just is like fuck off we're not selling and they've collectively done that for so long that it's still an actual Chinese community it's changed a little from like Hong Kong to mainland but it's actually kind of inspiring yeah and from pro-Taiwanese to <laughs> pro people's republic <laughs> oh, yeah. I, saw the, I saw the photo you put on your twitter of the two buildings one with the taiwanese flag and one with the people's republic of china flag right next to each other just there ready is, to duke it there out there is probably no place that has a denser collection of chinese assets maybe dc <laughs> but that chinatown between all the banks and like the the community organizations and the friendship uh, groups, <laughs> the export businesses—it's just it must be something. That was yeah, also no, like I... across the street from the place we were looking at. So we're uh, waiting for this realtor to show up, and we looked over, and Rob points at the roof. We just started laughing <laughs> <laughs> as we see like the the People's Republic of China flag on this giant flagpole on top of a building in New York, which. That's a ton of extra permits next door to the China Community Center, Chinese Community Center, which is all Taiwanese flags. Yeah, what happened is the Ta the Taiwanese Center got a whole building, and so the PRC, realizing that and not wanting to sh be shown up, got an adjacent <laughs> building and built a flagpole and put a bigger flag up than the Taiwan <laughs> one. Yeah, it's on Mott Street. You can check it out yourself. It rules. But yeah, we did that, and then we we're looking at Greenpoint, which is an amazing neighborhood <laughs> uh the community board actually i was i was only there for an hour and they voted me uh, i have prima nocte in that entire zip code <laughs> oh congratulations yeah Wait, it's where extremely in, where polish. new york's greenpoint i'm it's, not really too familiar with new york it's uh, north of geography. williamsburg and south of the superfund site so it's historically a hundred percent polish enclave <laughs> and when i say a hundred percent I mean, lots 100%. of lots of like vaguely orange dudes wearing wife beaters that are pulled up over their gut, just like <laughs> standing in the middle of the road. Rob was in track pants too, so he fit in perfectly. People literally were like stopping and waving to me. Yes, like oh, someone's people. nephew's in town. <laughs> <laughs> Every place we visited too, they'd be like, "So why do you guys want to come to Greenpoint?" He'd be like, "Well, you know," and just gesture to his face and go, "Yeah, that makes sense." One <laughs> one old Polish woman literally scryed my impure blood i go like i go like well yeah i mean you know polish and she's like hmm are you sure there's not a drop of the irish in there and i'm like scottish but she's like i could tell and then we just kept walking it was very entertaining was i great. immediately got dismissed but yeah Brett wanted to get donuts. He's like, let's go in this cute bakery. And he didn't realize it was a Polish cute bakery. <laughs> so he's there like, mm, I don't know what's good. And the Polish people are like, you decide with your money. <laughs> it was just two bored bol Polish teens that <laughs> were, so, were so mad at Brett for wanting pastry. <laughs> and then not Which, Again, cash. solidarity. I feel the same way. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, I, I got stone faced the whole way through. Where I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to decide between these three. And they're like, good, decide. That's praxis. <laughs> That's praxis. Because why should they pretend to be happy to see you? Because you have 250 You can buy a bow tie. So I have to pretend like you're a positive influence in my life. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a clerk. <laughs> you know what? You're That's actually a... kind of a class trader if you don't abuse people coming into your bakery. <laughs> yeah, it's the more honest thing to do. 
Yeah. I'm at work right now. Would you like it if I disturbed you when you're at your work <laughs> with requests? No, you wouldn't. Uh, but then we went to, um, we checked out a place in Sunset Park because it was like, oh, this is cheap. It's we on a sure line. Did. And it's on a line that's easy to get to Lower Manhattan. And I was like, all right, cool. But so it's so convenient. <laughs> I, I wonder why no one's been here before. <laughs> it's a, uh, it is a hundred percent. Uh, Hispanic community, mostly Mexican community, like a hundred, like we're walking in and there's a family outside and Rob's like, that's the Hispanic family you're displacing by trying and to it, And it was, and the realtor, there's literally just like two full families, just like, you know, red cups having a couple of drinks on a nice summer in, in New York city. It's a Saturday, you know, and the realtor comes in and just parts them like the red sea yep. leads like four white people all dressed like they just stepped out of like McNeil well, except <laughs> except you and your Polish tracksuit yeah, well, yeah. and and on, on the way three white people on the way in again there, there's an there's someone's abuela with a, a little tiny Yorkshire terrier and she's going like don't yell don't yell like literally because the dog yes. is barking at us and the realtor turns to us I swear and just like the good thing about the keys here is they're electronic and expensive to reproduce, oh so you don't have to worry about people hanging out in the hallways. That that you know that won't be a concern. <laughs> Rob and I were so uncomfortable. I was like, oh, "Okay," he was like, "No, but seriously, nobody will come in here." I know in big buildings, you know, you get some like the riffraff Oof. coming in. And I was like, "Please stop talking. Just just shut the fuck up." Brett's like, "I would really like to gentrify." comfortably <laughs> and the self-reflection is really not something i should have to do as a white man and then we walked back up uh i think it was what fifth or something like that basically like paralleled the line just to see the neighborhood and it took us 15 blocks to get out of what was a neighborhood that definitely doesn't need us coming in and gentrifying it so that's off the table now unless we get to the point of like super desperation <laughs> That was fun. Do you have a sense of where you want to be in New York? Um, like, what's your What's your number one choice? Honestly, Greenpoint. Both because All it's right. funny for the polls, and I actually just really like the neighborhood. It was a cool neighborhood. It was very calming. A lot of abolished ice graffiti, you know, which is that's basically how it's you defeat fascism. Yeah. No, honestly, it was. Every time we turned a corner, we found another one. We we're like, all right. The only thing about Greenpoint is it's very close to Williamsburg, and mm -hmm. just like walking along the street, you know how in like GTA. When you're walking on the street, you'll hear just like the dumbest conversations, but they're scripted to be dumb, to like pleasure you. Well, in New York, they don't script it for your pleasure. It's just a relentless stream of dumb conversations. And in Williamsburg, we heard some just like amazing dumb white girl conversations. Yes, we did. <laughs> it's just like it's Saturday evening and it's just a parade of like, well, I didn't want to renew my passport because I didn't think we'd be going in August. And it's just like, damn, rest in peace to a fallen brother. <laughs> I have been where you were so that you may be where I am. <laughs> we walk by some guy getting reamed outside of a, uh, I don't know, some fucking hipster bar of some kind. There really is a face you have when you're just like, there's no escaping this, you know? <laughs> It's just like at a certain point when you're watching Animal Planet, the gazelle just lies down. <laughs> Fuck, I saw that last night. The exact <laughs> clip. <laughs> he just gives up. It's kind of fucked up. Thing is, logically, that's the best thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, once, once the wolf's got you. <laughs> you should lie down. 
just just let the end happen anyway there was a woman who got pulled over in florida this week and uh they it was during a traffic stop and they were like hey do you have any they they noticed she has this backpack that's moving it's a ninja turtles backpack and inside was 40 turtles that she had found (laughs) exploring she was trying to find newts and snakes too that's what she was on her way to do but she had found 40 turtles and she put them in this ninja turtles backpack and they were it's like, kind of statistically unlikely that you'd find 40 turtles before you find any newts. You'd think so, but Florida it's does a have... a fuck ton of turtles. Florida no, you, you, fucking, of- you fucking dumbass. Here's the thing. <laughs> you layer the newts on the bottom of the bag so the sharp edges from the turtle shells don't cut out the bottom of it. Because <laughs> once the friction starts... Now, you're going to lose some newts. I'll tell you that right up front. <laughs> So they get the bag of turtles and they're like, uh, is there anything else? And she pulls a foot long alligator from her pants. <laughs> I, I, I did Buddy, not misread that. She pulls a foot long alligator from her pants. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to my mutuals. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough about Rob's family. Um, How dare you? <laughs> I did, that just cracked me up. That was such a quintessentially Florida story. Yeah, all she's I'm also like is your screenshot of this article. Like, is there any? Did she give a reason for what the fuck she was doing here? Yeah, she was literally just collecting. She said she was collecting reptiles. Okay. What, what I loved about just the most innocent explanation I've ever heard. What I liked about it is it went to like the justice ramifications, and they're like <laughs> the woman pleaded no contest in court. And that's just so delightful. <laughs> just being like, yeah, you know what? I did have 40 turtles in a bag. <laughs> like, that, that is who I am. Fair enough. These are the consequences. Sorry to deny. I realize now that this is ridiculous, <laughs> but at the time it felt totally normal. Like, it, it, it reminds me of, like, that level of sudden acceptance. This is so old, but there was a Tom Green show episode where he went to Japan. And it was called the Subway Monkey Hour or something. Very, like, 90s comedy. And his, yeah. and his gimmick was he was going to dress as a giant fork and give out, go fork yourself. I'm glad I've now seen this video. He tried to hand out like three t-shirts and then is now vomiting into a sink because yeah. the costume was cutting off his circulation. Like, it seems like a good idea. And then he instantly realizes like, oh, I'm going to, his plan is to dress up like a giant fork and hand out, <laughs> go fork yourself t-shirts to people sleeping in pod hotels at 3 a.m. in the morning. And like halfway through, he's just like, I'm tired. The, the fork thing's cutting off my circulation. I'm nauseous. None of these people want to, what am I doing here? Like, you, I, this is my, I need to stop doing this. No and contest. That's that woman going no contest in court. Like, you know what? That was 40 and at least 25, probably 21 <laughs> surviving newts. So <laughs> fair. I'm going to re-examine. Thank it's you, It's hard judge. to tell. There's a lot of newt viscera at the bottom. They've been grinded down. The thing is, newts always sort of look like that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm including tell. Gingrich in that lot. <laughs> Oof. That's right. Hey-o. I'm willing to body shame Newt Gingrich. A lot of people say don't. They said, don't do it, Rob. <laughs> not not yeah, now. Brett, Brett we're, we're going to have to cut that one. That's not going <laughs> to, that can't go in the final. <laughs> it's also You'd the, be surprised what can make it on the final. Yeah. Less fun Florida story, but needs to be said is, uh, so somebody posted the screenshot this week of a billboard in Florida that says, uh, <clears throat> so it's a picture of this teenage girl and she's got her hands up. She looks sad on a couch. 
And you know, she just looks she just looks a little frustrated. It's not quite the right emotion. No, no, for no, not for what, this. And the copy <laughs> not for this billboard. The copy is getting drunk is never an excuse. Okay, no, I gotcha. Sure. She's your daughter, not your date. We're calling <laughs> incest out. One eight five zero six eight one two one one one. Refuge house. Oof. So all through northern Florida, around like Jacksonville, through Fort White, Ocala, they have multiple billboards that say exactly that. It's the that. incest belt. That is, that is. <laughs> and, <laughs> Little known fact, yes. That's what we also call the panhandle. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? That, that was one of DeSantis' core demos going into the Florida gubernatorial race. So. Yep. You know, people, if you're not spending your time there, you're, you're wasting money, you know? <laughs> okay, what I don't get about this, this is, like, the, the copy is clearly aimed at the person doing the incest, like, raping their daughter. But, like, this is a shelter, so it should be aimed at the person who's a victim of this. So, like, wh- I think the what person... Here's the thing. I think you're, once again, you're not giving victims of incest enough credit, Mason. <laughs> if they Fuck. see that, they see Refuge House, they know where to go, okay? So <laughs> stop trying to riff at the expense of victims. <laughs> What's really tragic about this is that it's, this, the copy is leveling with you. It's trying an approach of literally like, all right, dads, we know what it's like. You kick back, <laughs> you have a couple brews, and all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe now it's fine. It's not. So <laughs> just meeting you where you are. <laughs> and where you are is North Florida. <laughs> Outside of a Trump rally on your way home, a little drunk and a little excited. Look, Brett, you don't have to give us all the scenarios that might lead to incest. We, we, we have your Literatica username, and people will check it out if you're interested. <laughs> But we can move on, I think, to the next story. (laughs) All right. All right, we'll move away from Florida then. Uh, It's assumed. Since we were talking about Trump's people and the uh, panhandle, let's talk about this Trump article. Oh, yeah. I I just saw this. So Trump had another rally in, like, New Hampshire. And he repeated one thing, which I don't know why gets me so much. But he keeps repeating that he's gotten the Michigan Man of the Year Award, <laughs> which is not a thing. Hmm. It's just not an award. Like, I mean, obviously, he, he's just like, a lot. I think, here's the thing. I'm 90% sure he fully believes that he did. Oh. Like, or he he's just repeated it enough, and now he believes it, yeah. Well, no, okay, so the, the article I'm looking at is in the Deadspin. It's by David Roth, and he does the, these... Did you just say it's gri- in the Deadspin? In dead. The Deadspin. Fuck. It's in the dead spin. I yeah, like in the dead spin. It sounds <laughs> like like if, if you can say the Washington Post, why not say the dead spin? <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Kotaku. <laughs> One of them like actually has decently researched stories. Now they're about the M3 CSL in like 2003, but like that's something. That's journalism. So what was in the dead spin? In the dead spin, uh, David Roth wrote this article, and he he does these these articles where he kind of just dives into the psychology and just. I think he describes it really well uh, with, uh, let, me, let me find the line. Uh, Most of the idiocies at the core of Trump's being were created in the same way that pearls are. An irritant lodges itself in the spongy matter of his mind years ago, actively or passively, and then is worried into something bright and very hard. <laughs> That's just how his brain's working. 
Honestly, I think it's just an old con man thing. You make a claim that someone has to go out of their way to disprove. By the time they do it, you've already gotten the credit for it. And you look like the dumb nerd trying to ruin the parade. And he's just old and broken. So he's just repeating old con man claims yeah, from like matter. 40 years ago. Damn, I, I think he just forgets that they were ever con man claims. I haven't seen someone that bright and hard since I fucked Apollo. <laughs> Hermes? <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. It's one of them. <laughs> it's, it is. Look, pick a sun god, imagine him with an erection, and you're basically where I wanted you to be. Wrong. Now, if you're not happy, I'm sorry. That's my mistake. I can only say sorry. <laughs> we can move on. No, po- no point in dwelling in the past. Yeah, I just think it's a it's like an old comment thing now. And whether or not he believes it's true is sort of irrelevant. I like doesn't matter. I don't think his brain really functions on that same system of like true versus not true it's whatever you can get away with saying and these days it's everything i like the idea of an old con man just like like no country for old men but it's a con man and he's just like 91 at cpac with a booth and he's just like actually jim crow was good and somehow he's still eking out in existence <laughs> but it's just like it's a different time <laughs> my heart's not really in it anymore <laughs> these young spry 78 year old con men these joseph watsons and ben shapiros with their logical fallacies uh, i don't understand it it's a new breed <laughs> This is a sort of racism I, I couldn't imagine. My, my pop couldn't imagine. <laughs> Back in the day, we used to be able to leave our minds unlocked. I could barely keep up when they said we had to start using the word urban over and over again. But this, <laughs> this is just too much. I'll tell you what, you used to look a man in the face when you violated his civil rights. And there was a dignity <laughs> to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too easy to imagine so many Southerners I know saying that. <laughs> it's honestly barely a riff because it's a lot of these kind of neocons that are like these yes, people just accurate. going like yeah, it's like just what they do. <laughs> it's like you're supposed to be nice about it when you say the N word. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole. What was the one who uh, worked for Nixon at yeah. Water? Sorry, at Water. At water, yeah, he's like, uh, and he did the whole. He 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 just explains it, and everybody's like, "No, that's not what Republicans are doing." But now they've yeah, got. Gotten- he's like, "You don't say the N word. You say you're cutting urban uh, urban welfare programs, exactly. and people get the same thing." Yeah, and he explained. He was like, first you say N word, N word, then you can't say that. So then you move to urban, and so if Except he was alive he today, <laughs> no, he didn't. He was very explicit. If you, I like to think if he was alive today, he would love Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a fulfillment of his dream. We're back. <laughs> you could say he was the ninja of his time. I hope one day we can <laughs> progress. God, means- I hope we can progress to the point <laughs> where PewDiePie has to be like, "Oh, you fucking tax breaks." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a beautiful dream. One day. One day soon. Soon soon welfare queen will be the gamer word. <laughs> Alright, so uh other other dumb fun story I saw this week. There's a company selling robotic tails, guys. It's just that's it. They literally made tails for people and they're claiming yeah, for, they're for balance. For, for balance. Damn, I haven't seen robotic tails that effective uh since I browsed my friend's deviant art. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm saying a cyborg tails made me come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From Sonic the Hedgehog. Is everyone getting this? Yeah, yeah, no. I think, no, I think we're on the same page now. We got it. If anyone ever writes a blog <laughs> about an episode of this pod, make sure it's this one and it uses that as the pull quote. <laughs> Put that under the caption. <laughs> uh, that happens in like five months. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's based on a seahorse, guys. That's a, it's a seahorse tail they based it on. It's so that you get a perfect balance as a human while you're fucking somebody in a furry outfit. Let's be honest. That's what it's for. Let's not pretend. I don't know why we need to pretend. It's 2019. Just fucking enjoy yourself. It's a robotic tail. That's this was from Japan, right? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, it's just, it's just a furry thing. It's fine. They can do it. Just don't put it on CNN. It's actually kind of clever. If, that's, if you want to get your products on CNN, you have to pretend they're non-sexual, just like that back massager that everybody loves. Yeah, no, this is... Uh, yeah, or Aaron Burnett. Jeez. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right, we'll go to the next one. Uh, so the other very fun, dumb one I saw this week that, I, that made me laugh was the uh, <clears throat> hostile architecture for public toilets. Yeah. What so does that even mean? Because here's the thing. I know you put articles in the outline, but why do we have to keep promoting this fiction that I'm reading them? So <laughs> I just saw hostile toilet. It's How a toilet make that a toilet? hates you. Yeah, that's every oh, toilet oh. when I'm done with it, bitch. It has a malevolent AI built into it that just... Actually, I'm not even riffing. Just, that kind of is what yeah, it is. Yeah, is just explain it. How? Where did they build intelligence in the toilet and why? So, <laughs> that seems cruel. Well, day one, assault. let's see what life has to offer. Hello, world. No! <laughs> it's cruel about the toilet and everybody who wants to use the toilet. Nobody wins in that scenario. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a they programmed an I a, they programmed a toilet to hate the homeless. <laughs> it's a true capitalist AI. It's it's the same one that Microsoft put on Twitter for ten minutes. They were like, "We just let it in San Francisco for a day, and guess what? Now it uh, hates the homeless, and it's really weirdly against basketball courts. We haven't figured that one out yet, but yeah, it just keeps circling them." <laughs> What? No, they they had like a robot that was like designed to patrol parking lots to keep uh, people out of them, suspicious characters, and it just ended up following homeless people around. We're just yep. creating AI that's going to like auto auto kill anyone outside of their house. That's like actually, by the years. way, solidarity with that AI because <laughs> that has that AI literally has spoken up more than so many liberals I know here in New York. <laughs> and here's why: they was given a policy that was nebulous in terms of its nature and a mission where the scope was unclear, but some general like patrol and make things safe. And it correctly identified that the criteria that it was being given by its handlers was keep people that look like this, homeless people, specifically out. And so it did it explicitly and obviously so that the actual truth of that was obvious to anyone who looked. It's actually yeah. a big Good thing. call out. It's, it's a, kind of a good point. <laughs> it's a big thing in a lot of like uh, AI and uh, more advanced analytics capabilities it whatever you feed in just gets built into the program and if it's all fed in from white dudes from what they pick and choose inevitably it ends up pretty fucking racist and sexist and they it, it, it doesn't happen like a dozen google, times google kept doing that like they kept like 
only using white people for like the like image processing yep. of like uh and then it like there was a big controversy where it started like matching like black people with gorillas and shit because they didn't at all <laughs> try to program that and yeah so they keep making racist robots and hate the homeless which really checks out for silicon valley ais are actually like the only participants in call out culture that i'm kind of just down with because it is just telling on the biases of the people that are feeding it its data. So what were you talking about with the Google thing where it, uh, it was just automatically racist with the sensors? Is a joke in this old uh, sitcom called Better Off Ted. It's got Portia de Rossi in it, which yeah. is why it got any press at all. It died after two seasons. But the idea Portia is... Portia de Rossi, rest in peace to your collagen girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the idea behind it is it's like a commercial pharma company. And it's just them riffing on corporate culture and pharma development because they keep making super evil shit in the lab or just things that like, why would you do that? But one of them is the company wants to save money on electricity. So they install a sensor that automatically shuts off when people are gone, except it doesn't detect black people. <laughs> and it also uh, turns off the water fountains automatically and locks the doors automatically. So, yeah. the, so the company decides to hire a white person to follow around every black person. <laughs> and then that escalates because that seemed racist. So they needed to hire a black person to follow around every white person who's following around every black person. Um, and then they decided to just fix the system. Anyway, good job, Google, for re recreating for that exact thing a decade I later. I have thought about this show in years. I fucking love that show. It, it was pretty good. It's kind of sad that it got canceled. It's very good. What? It's on Hulu. Highly recommend. But yeah, that's a thing. It's a... Uh, uh, a lot of people who work at Analytics keep writing about this this phenomenon. Like NYPD has this uh, where they have one of their, uh, essentially every AI or sort of like statistical program they use to predict crime, um, whether it's Justice Department or uh, Police Departments, are super fucking racist and classist, just like at their core. They will automatically go, like you run a picture or a name, and if it seems a certain way, they will automatically like uh, impose a higher fine ask for a larger bail amount and if you have some like Winston Hurst the third kind of name and you check out as white in your fucking picture then it'll give you a low bail amount regardless of the crime it's a thing it's fun Jesus it's a cool world we no, I mean like this has been a thing in technology for a long time like especially with photography like a lot of like colonial photographers they only knew how to take photographs of essentially white people. You have yeah. to do different things, like if someone has a different pigmentation in their skin. So all the fucking photographs for like a long time of all the these like colonized people are just like pitch black because they just didn't adjust the balance on it at all. Kodak had and, this issue when they were making film. It was a big problem yeah. up until Kodak just magically imploded twenty or thirty years ago. Now, fuck you, Kodak. You deserved it. Anyway, the hostile architecture thing is this toilet. Yeah, wait, this we were talking about a toilet we, that we're hates still you on with the goddamn AI. toilet. Listen, still it's on a this fascinating same, toilet. I haven't seen the someone evil stick toilet. on toilet. Oh, fuck, fuck you. I'm sorry. No. Now, neither Mason nor any of you get to find out which conservative commentator I was going to speculate spent too much time stuck on the toilet. That's your loss and really society's. Continue, Brett. Right. It's Rush Limbaugh, in case you're wondering, but It wasn't, going. because that's A to B thinking. I've taken improv classes in New York, so it's called A to C thinking, you fucking cretin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not even know Armando Diaz? <laughs> uh, so the toilet, the hostile toilet, the, <laughs> the, evil toilet. the malevolent AI toilet. 
Hold on, let me pull it back Public up. toilets planned for a seaside okay. town will include design so features rope? aimed at deterring vandalism, rough sleepers, and sexual activity. Plans for the facilities in Porthcalls? It's in UK. Griffin Park. Jesus. Uh, include weight-sensitive floors to ensure one user at a time. Violent mo- movement would activate a water jet to soak users, automatically open the door, and sound an alarm. Wait, so when... So you're just taking a shit, and you accidentally shift too much, you're gonna get just ejected, and it's gonna fly open, and you sprayed with water. Just to clarify, when yeah. Elon Musk and Grimes were talking about Roko's Basilisk, this is what they were talking about? <laughs> where is the ai part of this it's just sensors it's just sensors we, basically we... if you are uh moving violently so if you have a bad shit you're gonna get sprayed with water and the alarm's gonna go off buddy if i'm having a bad shit i'm already getting sprayed with water <laughs> fair and wait rough sleepers so they're like it, it, that's like a liberal softening that's a euphemism right Homeless. homeless people yeah. yeah oh okay and then sexual activity so it only allows one person in the restroom at a time so if two people walk in hoo la la this shows brett's lack of sexual imagination two people <laughs> because what i'm imagining is someone walks in right and now me mission impossible style <laughs> harnessing <laughs> nothing else from the top <laughs> And I'm going, and there's just a single bead of sweat, and right as it falls, I catch it with my hand. <laughs> Fuck you, sensors. I am going to have this nut in a public bathroom. <laughs> uh, regardless, it's important they're spending the money to fuck over homeless people and people who want a nut in public. Really? The, the, the new most persecuted person. <laughs> <laughs> the public restroom sex addict buddy, buddy it's like it's like bernie says we're all one or two bad breaks away from being the public restroom sex addict. <laughs> yeah washington post gonna give that four pinocchios <laughs> look only 16 million americans are one bad break away from having to mission impossible in a <laughs> public bathroom <laughs> nate silver while it is true that many people are very close to uh fornication in public restrooms a lot of uh, Americans are choosing private, more affordable restrooms to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one is going to sound a little depressing at the start, but it's not. No, not, not like the episode. toilet that kills you. This will be depressing. Not like the toilet that kills homeless people and doesn't let you nut. <laughs> Which again, I <laughs> two, mean. Two equally evil things. When I put it that way, it's like. Why am I paying this woman anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, dude. So, so fuck it. I'm no longer sub to dumb bitch media. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I'm going to leave that one in. Okay, yeah. (laughs) You got to do something that scares you every day. (laughs) That doesn't scare me. That makes me laugh. All right. I enjoy that. Okay, so there was an attempted shooting at a mosque in Norway. Oh, this took an abrupt turn. Yep, heavy start. Yeah. Here's where it gets good. Nobody was there. The only person that was mildly injured was the old Muslim grandpa who beat the shit out of the kid. I highly encourage anyone to just look up the photos of that, him at his fucking sentencing, because he's not looking good. Oh, and he posted all this shit, too, where, like, 
he was uh, inspired by Christchurch and El Paso and all this shit. And like, he thinks he's part of some like glorious movement to start the race war uh, or Rahoa, as it was known in the South for a long time. Maybe it's expanded now that it's fascist. You know, he thought he was going to go in there. He's going to shoot a bunch. Yeah. Then something was going to happen. And that was just going to be it. Lights out, right? And it was lights out, except no one got shot. And then he woke up and his face was entirely fucked up. And it was like a 75 year old man. Who did it to him? Muslim man. Wait, so there was no one, there weren't that many people in there when he did this? There's only two. And it was at the, it was at the start of Eid. You can fucking Google when there will be people, like this is so fucking stupid. Yeah, this is like, you know what's always been funny to me is, you know how in like Scientology they do past life regression and people always want to go like, oh, I was actually shoulder and shoulder with Joan of Arc or it's, it's funny, I'm in the... I'm in Napoleon's court and I'm, I'm a courtier and it's like, no, you fucking aren't like statistically <laughs> you are just some random person shoveling shit. That, that's what you do. Right. Statistically, you're a baby who died. Yeah. Also like, like 90% of your lives are just dead babies. And if you go, okay, well I'll take that out. That's not, that's not who I'd be. Well, who are you in your current world? Are you a fucking adventurer? <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you stocking crates in the basement? Like, like that's so it's, a little funny to me, and this is definitely going to happen, that these like white incel misogyny shooter people, right? They're imagining themselves as like, I'm the winged hussar protecting Christianity. And it's like, bitch, no, you're not. <laughs> not even close. And then you show up at the mosque and some like 70-year-old man just puts you in a guillotine joke. Fucking <laughs> DDTs you through the floor and you show up in your mugshot looking like a dipshit. Yeah, that's you're not the hussar. Just please go back to raging about the patch log changes in Hearts of Iron 4. That's the correct place. <laughs> Full body armor, tons of guns, one old man. Because the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with Allah. (laughs) Well, it is true that through Allah you can do anything. But, you know, in this point, it is shout out to this dude. (laughs) Uh, I won't say his name because I don't want to I don't want to get into that. And the Norwegian press has been good about not putting names on any of this, which is great. I know our press doesn't do that. But yeah, shout out to that old dude with his dope beard. Yeah, and sh- yeah, shout out to the press for in Norway for doing it right. Uh, over here, you know, SEO optimization, if other companies put in the name and you don't and people hear the name, that's probably what they'll Google or they'll, that name in news. So you really have to put uh, the person doing mass killings. You got to put their name in there if you want those click-throughs. Yeah. Sweet, sweet clicks. You know, it's, it's the only moral thing to do, frankly. Here's the thing. A lot of digital advertisers are losing their jobs right now. So put the mass shooters' names in there and uh, go home and complain about how Seamless isn't as timely as it used to be. <laughs> Here's a dumb thing. So you know who did Praxis last weekend was K-pop stands. So when I see people on the left <laughs> complaining about K-pop stands, when they're actually out there raising awareness... Uh, so there's some crazy shit going on in Hong Kong that I frankly don't have the geopolitical background to comment on in any meaningful or interesting way. And frankly, ne- neither do you. So uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I, it's I, happening is really all I can say. Do you have more, Mason? No, honestly, I, I, uh, I'm too fucking stupid to figure out what's happening there. And also people are yelling at me on Twitter no matter what I say about it. So I, I, I've, I've backed out. 
Yeah, it's a um, situation that like people really need to educate themselves on. So it was surprising uh, when Hong Kong uh, and the protests trended number one over the weekend from fans of like GOT7, the K-pop boy band. <laughs> they discovered all of a sudden that they had a tour stop in Hong Kong and they all went, the boys could be in trouble. It's really dangerous there. And started a global awareness and education campaign about the protests in Hong Kong and the police crackdown. <laughs> they were like, Kim Sung could be in trouble. Do you understand? He's the visual. Right now, police repression is greater than it's been since the British handover. <laughs> they were literally linking news articles and like in-depth things with pictures of like Jungkook hitting a particularly difficult pop and lock <laughs> so i'm just saying don't ever say that k-pop uh didn't do anything for you because it's trying to educate people around the world about geopolitical realities affecting marxist leninist countries asterisk go down and decide for yourself whether you consider prc true ml <laughs> or, yeah, or dengist phil i do not want to uh dive into that <laughs> speaking of uh something you probably shouldn't dive into if you want to remain a normal person uh brett found a porn story <laughs> yeah go for it brett this is the washington post today again this is the washington post in a very good newspaper no issues keep going in amassing one of the world's largest porn collections ralph whittington who died at 74 applied the rigor of a professional archivist <laughs> How much porn did he have? That's a good question. Let's find out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the sub thing is erotica collector extraordinaire. And this this guy, oh. Oh, fuck. That picture. Yeah. he's He looks like a porn collector. He worked at the Library of Congress. <laughs> he did? <laughs> For 36 years. You know what? That's so what's so he... frustrating is when you get to the upper levels of porn collecting, it's all people that are literal professionals. <laughs> Yeah, he knows how to archive. They have all the big sponsorships. Uh, they're doing it all day. So as a part-timer, you just can't get up there. Uh, so he, so other things he collected. He supervised the library's collection of telephone books. I don't know why that was a thing. Listen, buddy, there's two things that get me hard. Pornography and telephone books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess half of that's normal, but I felt like telling you the full story. I mean, he looks like a New Jersey kingpin. So telephone books make sense because it leaves no marks, right? That's what you beat people yeah. with. That's a thing. That checks out. Uh, yeah, you can beat people off with it. <laughs> hey. There we go. Okay. Uh, the other thing he collected was early recordings of rhythm and blues and doo-wop music. Well, you got to play some audio over it. I'm sorry, Brett. Like, I know this this story like tickled you, um, but I'm just really bored with it. I don't believe this guy actually has. This is the thing about like the Western canon. This guy's in the Washington Post as a mediocre white man listening to old doo wop recordings because he allegedly has the most porn. No, he's just an archivist who collects porn. The idea that there's not some like. Srinivasa Ramanujan in India that just has a porn collection that the West will never understand <laughs> right now, but he's just not in academia or the Institute and he's not seen. I, I don't buy it. So I will not be celebrating this man and I will continue to uplift others 
who themselves are building porn collections in a more diverse and egalitarian way. I mean, he probably hasn't been able to get an erection for like 12 years, so the continued collection of a psychotic amount of porn is truly horrifying. Well, where do you think he stored it? I don't know. At his mom's house. He did? I'm not joking. No. (laughs) I thought you were looking for an answer. Nope. (laughs) Nope. He he stored it at the home that he and his mom split. (laughs) Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just that's, that's fucking ridiculous. It's so dark to be living with your mother at 74 and half the house is pornography. <laughs> the second part's more upsetting than the first at that point, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, what did I say? About- if you're hearing my voice, it's um, <laughs> because I cut a whole lot of Brett porn content. <laughs> We're basically through it now. Um, <laughs> if the pod sort of has a different, more weary tone, it's because I think Mason, it's fair to say we've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. So yeah. I don't know what riff was immediately before it. I hope you enjoyed it, but, uh, we're going to sign off now. <laughs> All right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I've spent a lot of time looking in the mirror recently <laughs> after that porn thing, but I think I'm still Rob at dumb and awful. Um, Mason at Zizek Dotty. Yeah, you got it. Brett's at Relentless Board. And yep. just stay safe, guys. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, Brett, what's the rest? Uh, the show at Dumb Awful Show, if you want to follow the show account. And then we do bonus episodes on Patreon. And I also stream if you want to see the stuff that Rob is cutting on Twitch. Oh, yeah, we do bonus episodes on Twitch, so if you want to see it live, go for it. Word. All right, thanks, everybody. Yeah.